Welcome to the First Church Podcast, a resource of First Church of God in Columbia City, Indiana. Our goal is to provide you with tools that you can use to help you in your new or growing relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm Brad Miller, and I get to serve this church family as missions and discipleship pastor. Welcome to the podcast. We've entered the New Testament epistles, the letters to early churches, and we're in Romans this week. Chapter 13, verses 8 through 10, drew my attention, where Paul tells them about a debt that they have. He's just finished telling Christians to pay your taxes, pay your bills, respect your leaders. He's in this whole section about how we relate to people around us. And then he says, owe no one anything except to love each other. In the message, it says, don't run up debts except for the huge debt of love you owe each other. In the NIV, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. We are to love each other. Stuart Briscoe said, love seems to reside in people's minds as something between a noble ideal and a pleasant optional extra. The apostle insists, however, that love is an obligation as real as taxation. You know, in offices all across our country, tax documents are already being prepared. W-2s, 1099s, and end-of-year giving statements are all being worked on because April 15th is coming. Our obligation to tax day is a steady, constant, always kind of thing. We can't get away from it. And the obligation on us to love is no less. I'll read it again, and I'll read through verse 10 this time. He says, Owe no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. So I was thinking about this, and a few lines began connecting in my head. First, it connected to Jesus' definition of the greatest commandment. In Matthew 22, he says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commands depend all the law and prophets. So back in Romans 13, Paul lists several familiar commands from the Old Testament, commands that are repeated in the New Testament as well. Don't be sexually active outside of biblically defined marriage. Don't murder anyone. Don't steal. Don't yearn to possess something in a way that makes you want to take it away from its rightful owner. And then he says that all of those commands and all the others are summed up in the single phrase, love your neighbor as yourself. Properly understood and applied, all God's commandments are good and important. They often fill in what it looks like to love, but they are not love itself, and they are not the most important thing. So what Paul is saying is no different from Jesus. Sometimes Jesus and Paul are contrasted, but they're saying the same thing. When it comes to interacting with the people around us, followers of Jesus love. It's what we do. It's the thing. Then it connected to me for what Jesus had said the night before his crucifixion. Recorded in John 13, he says, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. 
by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Jesus says that love is to be our distinguishing mark. It's really interesting because in today's world, it seems that we're often known for two very different things. It seems that we're often known for our stance on biblical marriage, and it seems that we're often known for our stance on abortion. Now, those two things relate to commands that Paul lists specifically. He mentions the command not to commit adultery, which upholds a biblical marriage, and he mentions the command not to murder, which would uphold a prohibition against abortion. They're valid commands, but it's not what we are to be known for. So somehow, we are in a battle. It's not with the media, and it's not with the other side, however you define the other side. It's not with those who are different than us. We can't control those things or them. What we are in charge of with the Holy Spirit's empowerment is our choice to love. More than our fight for the pro-life stance, more than our desire to see humanity flourish in biblical marriages, more than our desire for free speech and justice and whatever other cause we can be a part of, will we truly see that love is the sum of all the commands of Scripture? So my friends, love. Love your family. Love your neighbors. Love your enemies. Love like you are always in debt to it, always attempting to pay it in full, treating it as an obligation as real as our taxes, and recognize we'll never have it paid off. It's the way that people will know who you belong to. Love is the way people will be drawn to the hope that you have. Love is the way to live on purpose. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another.